Hello, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cranton. So just about anyone listening to this podcast knows the fuel tax has long been the preferred method of funding road building and repair. That's been the case in Michigan for a century with fees for registering vehicles also contributing to the funding pool. As a recent study on mileage-based user fees observes, the gas tax was a benefits tax based on the user's pay, user's benefit principle, meaning the tax is paid in proportion to the benefits received. Someone who drives a lot receives more benefit from the roads than someone who drives less frequently. People who drive more also put more stress on the pavement. The study, completed by the Reason Foundation and the Michigan-based Mackinac Center, provides an outline for how to rethink road funding in light of diminishing returns from fuel taxes as fuel economy improves and major automakers shift to building more electric vehicles. Today, I'll be speaking with a couple people who have researched this for a long time. First, Baruch Feigenbaum, Senior Managing Director of Transportation Policy at the Reason Foundation, makes a repeat appearance on the podcast. He was on previously to talk about the study on tolling. Later, I'll talk with Arnie Frobum, a senior policy analyst at MDOT, who has also studied these issues for quite some time. So once again, my first guest is Baruch Feigenbaum, who is the Senior Managing Director of Transportation Policy at the Reason Foundation. Thank you for taking time to be here and talk again about road funding, one of my favorite topics. Well, thank you. And it's great to be on. And yeah, we get really long titles at nonprofits uh, to make us feel better. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. So. Let's start with, um, you know, what you're seeing in terms of, I guess, receptiveness to to this after, you know, lots of discussion over the years in Michigan and other states about more sustainable funding models, knowing that, uh, you know, what we're doing just isn't going to uh, to keep covering things forever. Yeah. So I would say we are seeing what I would describe as a surprisingly positive reaction. I think most folks uh, have have been through the discussion. We've had the gas tax for 100 years. We have more electric vehicles. We have more hybrids. Conventional vehicles are getting better fuel efficiency. And of course, with today's gas prices, nobody's exactly rushing out to buy a uh, low low fuel efficiency vehicle. So we need to do something that's a little bit different. And so we've talked a little bit about tolling, um, but these mileage-based user fees is really, we think, uh, sort of the gold standard of the user pay, user benefit model. And um, in in some talks we've had with uh, officials in Michigan, we've gotten a pretty uh, positive reaction so far. So one of the things I get, you know, I think the misconception is that electric vehicles might might do less less damage to the roads because people think that they're lighter when for the most part in fact they're not at least when you're talking about passenger vehicles um and and so the the thinking goes you know sure they're not paying the gas taxes but they're not doing as much damage so how do you talk about that yeah and and the electric vehicles is a great question and it's it's challenging but basically what we found and what we try to convey is that all light-duty vehicles, non-tractor trailers, so to speak, do about the same amount of damage, wear and tear on the road. So there's really no difference between an electric vehicle and a combustion engine-powered vehicle. There's really no difference between an automobile and a a truck, a Ford F-150, say. And so we explain that basically electric vehicles need to pay what we like to call their fair share. Uh, If they're using the road, they should pay for it. And the... 
challenge is some states have implemented an electric vehicle fee, be it uh, you know $75, $100, $150. The problem is that has no relationship to how much an individual driver uses the road. One electric vehicle driver may drive 5,000 5, miles per year. Another may drive 20,000 miles, uh, but they're paying the same fee. And so one of the things that we think a mileage-based user fee does is really provides a fair method for all drivers of all vehicles, electric powered and combustion engine powered, uh, to pay what is their fair share in road usage fees. Yeah, Michigan's a good example of that. Uh, when the 2015 funding package came through that raised the fuel tax a little, raised registration fees a little, it tacked on a surcharge for electric vehicles. It was very arbitrary and it was basically done uh, just as a nod to people who were uh, you know, opposed to otherwise voting for it unless they thought that there was some surcharge on electric vehicles, but it, it really wasn't based on anything, as you point out. So in what you would propose, I guess, in your ideal world, in your study, you would see a situation where this would be subject to periodic increases when justified by increased operating and capital costs, you know, like a public process, similar to the rate making process for utilities, which is something, um, you know, <laughs> I've often wondered why we didn't always fund roads like we do public utilities and not ask the legislature to keep the lights on. And, you know, Michigan has a public service commission. Every state has some version of that that, that sets utility rates. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think there's a, a couple of different um, models. As, as you point out, it, it's ironic that we don't find fund roads the way we find other public utilities because roads really are a public utility. Um, and, and somehow we've, I guess, convinced ourselves they're not. It's very interesting. So some type of commission going in and uh, making periodic adjustments is certainly one model. Another model I know that folks are looking at is having it adjusted to some type of inflation metric. Um, which, you know, most years is is about 2%. This year it would be so so great. But um, there would be some type of indexing metric um, involved. Talk a little bit about what's in it for the, the driver. How many old systems could we get rid of and how soon? Sure. So I think there's a lot of things in it for the driver in terms of fairness and, you know, there, there's always this sort of, is someone else, is someone in the Upper Peninsula getting a better deal? Is someone who's a more urban driver getting a better deal? Uh, and I think this brings an element of, of fairness to it. Uh, one thing I like to mention is that in our, uh, in pilot programs in other states, and I, and I do want to get to pilot programs in a minute, uh, the rural folks have tended to pay less than they have in gas taxes. And that is because they tend to drive the, you know, more trucks, more fuel inefficient vehicles. And so they actually tended to be the biggest winners. There's a misconception that more rural drivers would be losers because they tend to drive further. And that is not what we've seen at all. In fact, we've seen the opposite. So I don't think we're going to be implementing mileage-based user fees uh, on a total scheme across the state, um, you know, for let's say the next 10 years. And the reason is we have to test it. We have to get folks more familiar with it, honestly, from, you know, both a political and a technical perspective. And we have to uh, reduce collection costs a little bit, fine tune some things. But that gives Michigan an excellent opportunity to conduct a pilot. 
and there is federal funding available to conduct a state pilots uh, requires only a 20% state match. And uh, Michigan can look at a variety of different topics if they wanted to look at um, different geographic issues in terms of dis in terms of differences in rural and urban areas. If they wanted to look at certain technology issues, they wanted to look at privacy issues. So the first step really is a pilot, uh, and then that would transition to a more permanent program that was probably open to some drivers but not required to eventually a permanent system that was for all drivers, although there would be some different methods of um, collecting and reporting the data. I guess going to that what's in it for for me question. Um, as you know, the a lot of the pushback to anything that involves, you know, paying more for transportation is the the sense among you know, fiscal conservatives that, you know, you're raising taxes, you're raising fees, whatever you're, you know, you're asking people to pay more for government. And, you know, you come from a, a nonprofit that is, you know, a free market advocacy organization. And it seems to me like you guys would have credibility with them if you're saying, look, this is not about, you know, raising taxes or contributing to government waste. This is just about getting the purest form possible for people who use the roads to pay for the roads. Why do you think that's so difficult to, to get through? Well, I think any type of new revenue mechanism is scary. And I think there's been past instances of when there was a new revenue mechanism introduced that turned out to be a little bit more of a money grab than a change in policy. And so that's why I think it's, it's really important that this goes in as a revenue neutral proposal that's similar to what Michigan residents are paying right now in the gas tax. Now, I will say that um, depending on how this is implemented, in our report, we talked about implementing it uh, as a tolling system on interstates and um, other freeways in the state. And because interstates and other freeways cost more to maintain than um, signalized roads or local streets, uh, folks would pay a little bit more there. Uh, in that case, that would actually free up some gas tax revenue for um, local streets. So you would not only be paying about the same amount, but you would actually have better quality pavement, better quality highways, and Michigan roads are pretty rough in terms of their pavement condition. So I think in addition to a more future-looking uh, technology, uh, uh, sort of a, a slow transition to make sure that we're doing this right. There's also going to be improved roadways out there, and I, I don't know of anyone who doesn't want to see some improved pavement quality. Absolutely. So I guess kind of following up on that, something we've we've talked about earlier, without a, you know, a Frank Luntz-modeled uh, focus group to talk about words and words that work, do you find that people are more receptive to a term like mileage-based user fee, which just comes right out and says what it is, a user fee, as opposed to vehicle miles traveled or gas tax or registration fee? I think so, because what we found, so so a couple, couple different ways to look at it. What we found, first of all, is people are pretty good at sorting through, um, you know, spin, shall we call it? And so calling it exactly what it is, mileage-based user fees, people are like, okay, I know what that is. 
That seems reasonable to me because we found most taxpayers really are reasonable. You know, they they want maybe want is not the right word, but they're they're willing to pay what is needed in order to maintain roadways and build new ones where feasible. It's when they feel like they're being shortchanged that they get upset. We like the term mileage-based user fees uh, compared to vehicle miles traveled because many people believe vehicle mi- vehicle miles taxed is what VMT stands for, and taxes have a negative connotation, and they're also not really accurate in this case because a tax is something that you pay that can be spent everywhere on basically anything, whereas a mileage-based user fee, the fee the fee means that it's actually going to be spent on a specific roadway for a specific purpose. And so in addition to it um, sounding better, it also is more accurate. One last thing, I will say that um, some of the Western states have been calling it road usage charges, rucks. Um, I personally like mileage-based user fees, but I think both terms uh, are equally accurate um, and appeal to folks, uh, just a difference of opinion. It sounds like you're confident, if not bullish, uh, on the timing for this and that maybe, you know, a a non-politicized rate-making process, process, um, something like mileage-based user fee could could be sold. Um, And is that kind of what you're saying? I think so. I mean, I, I don't want to be too unrealistic with the timeline. I definitely don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's going to take a rollout. But I do think getting a pilot program up and up and going is something that can happen. And I think once you get the pilot program going, um, people see how it works. Um, most people like the results. Then it makes it much easier over time to implement a uh, replacement for the gas tax. So would you see what Oregon and some other states have done with pilots for VMT as a, as a bit of a model for how you would do uh, mileage-based user fees as a, as a pilot in Michigan? How, how do you see that working? I do. I tend to think Oregon is actually the best example. There's a couple other states, uh, Utah and Virginia, that have mileage-based user fees for electric vehicles, but not for vehicles as a whole. But I think in terms of some of the privacy, in terms of some of the technology, in terms of some of the options that Oregon gives folks for reporting their mileage, that they are uh, the best option. Obviously, Oregon's a little bit different than Michigan in terms of demographics and location, a percentage of roads that are state roads, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, why a wise decision would be looking to what Oregon has done, um, particularly in the last few years. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's good to know. Well, thank you, Baruch. Is there anything else you'd, you'd want to add to what we discussed for further conversation? Yeah, I guess the, the main thing that I would add is I think this is really an, an exciting time and an exciting opportunity. And uh, if folks are are interested, I I always encourage them to, of course, go to our website, reason.org, find out more information, and just do some of their own reading at mileage-based user fees. I know at first it might sound like kind of an out-there idea, but I think the more familiar people are with them, uh, the better they are. Uh, We found that in states that have conducted pilots, initially a lot of folks were apprehensive, and at the end of the pilots, uh, mileage-based user fees were overwhelmingly the most popular funding mechanism. Well, I will include some of those links and things in the show notes, so um, I appreciate it. And after this message, I'll be back to talk with Arnie Frobom, a senior policy analyst 
at the Michigan Department of Transportation about all this. Thanks again, Brew. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. No, before you go, head on over to MyDrive to check out the latest on road construction and possible delays along your route. For a detailed map, head over to michigan.gov drive. So for the second segment, as I mentioned, I'm here with Arnie Frobum, who is a senior policy analyst at MDOT, and he has been studying road funding, um, you know, the, the good, the bad, the depressing for uh, quite a while now. And he's especially shown interest, I think, over the years in various user fee models, which is really, you know, what the gas tax was uh, originally, and it worked pretty well for, for many decades. But as we know, it's a diminishing return now. So Arnie, Brooke Feigenbaum of the Reason Foundation, with whom you're familiar, um, yes. sounded sort of confident that we might finally be at a turning point to to look at something like mileage-based user fees. What, what do you think about that? Well, a lot of people think so. It's uh, It's gotten increasing attention and in, uh, from the highway research establishment over about the last 10 or maybe even 15 years. And the interest has been picking up steadily uh, over that time. The really big turning point uh, always seems to be just around the corner. Um, what's happening is is some increasingly uh, large scale pilot studies being conducted in, in quite a few states now. I've lost count of the number of states that are actually trying this, but uh, there's a consortium out west, the uh, the three west coast states. Uh, there's Iowa and Minnesota. There's another assembly of states on the east coast that's that's conducting an experiment. But none of the states have made it what I would call a a working part of their road finance system yet. It could happen, but uh, what we're seeing is 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 an increase increasing number of these. Uh, what you might call educational efforts for the uh, the leadership in all these states. What does your gut tell you about, you know, whether, I mean, given that we've got bills in and that uh, State Representative Van Singel, who is from, you know, the west side of the state uh, near Grant, Michigan and Nuevo County is, uh, is interested in this, um, you know, he's a Republican and a, a fiscal conservative, and, and he sees the the benefits of of going to a user fee. Uh, I mean, a true user fee, something that actually has user fee in the name. Um, does that spell any momentum as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I think you could call it a a minor turning point in the uh, in the process. This department has paid attention to to this idea really from the start. Uh, I guess it's close to 20 years ago now that uh, we participated with seven other states and the universities of Minnesota and Iowa in the first comprehensive study of using uh, GPS location receivers for uh, road user charging. That was about a year and a half project that was conducted by uh, an economist at Iowa and uh, some uh, public policy researchers at the University of Minnesota. And it uh, found that once the uh, 
GPS satellite system that we're all used to using now, once that became available, it could really revolutionize road user charging or tolling. And ever since then, the interest has just been picking up. When word got out that this department was involved in the multi-state study, uh, there was actually a small legislative rebellion against it. Since then, attitudes are changing very much so nationwide and uh, and now in Michigan. So I, even though it's only in one budget bill so far, I suspect that uh, we'll see additional legislative interest in this in Michigan. So, you know, what about what I've long believed, and it seems to dovetail pretty nicely with the concepts being discussed in this study, that we treat roads, you know, like a public utility because that's what they are. And, you know, in Michigan, we have a public service commission and other states have other various forms of bodies that regulate utility rates. And, you know, we don't ask the legislature to keep the lights on. So, you know, how do we how do we make that point that the roads are a public utility? Well, as to how to make the point that uh, that's still kind of the big problem. I've uh, a lot of people have been searching for the the way to get that idea across. And it's really, uh, that may be the the bigger issue, uh, more so even than the, the electronic uh, road user charging system, because they really have to go together. Uh, without a, a utility model uh, for charging for road use, uh, it really doesn't matter how the money is collected, whether it comes from the fuel tax, uh, or from a per mile tax or tolls, if the uh, if the fee is not associated with the cost of providing the service, then then eventually the enterprise goes broke. No one's willing to let the uh, electricity or telephone or water or gas utilities go broke, and we should have the same attitude toward toward road agencies as well. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the big things people talk about and one of the reasons why they're moving toward the terminology of you know mileage-based user fee instead of vehicle miles traveled is to get away from this idea that it's all about tracking you um you know i know you and you're you're certainly a person that uh would be concerned about privacy uh what do you say to people that that cite that as their is their biggest concern i really don't know that it's that big a concern for for that many people when this idea first started to be studied uh People imagined that there were were going to be a lot of people who would uh, who would think that there was somebody watching every trip they made on on a TV screen somewhere, and and maybe there are a few people like that. But uh, over the last ten or fifteen years, we've all gotten used to the idea of carrying a cell phone with us that identifies us and all our contacts and all our preferences and all our purchases and all our travels. People have generally concluded that uh, it really doesn't matter if there's some database out there that contains every place we've gone or every or every person we've talked to. Yeah, I suspect it would be pretty boring if you looked at mine. Yeah, it's it's really an extension of the uh, the whole cell phone system to to the automotive system. The the two systems are kind of merging, and that was something that wasn't appreciated when. Uh, when this was first studied, everyone was focusing on the GPS satellite receivers, but now it's it's emerging that 
the cell phone system is probably going to be the means of of, re, of uh, tabulating the vehicle use and transmitting the payment. Thanks, Arnie. Is there anything else you want to say about this? Uh, you know, you want to you want to give it your uh, your best endorsement why this is a good idea and why it should be taken seriously. To my way of thinking, the attractive part is uh, is it allows us to get rid of a lot of baggage that's accumulated in road funding over the last hundred years. You know, we've seen that the the fuel tax worked perfectly for for many decades, but it's going to go away as cars become more efficient. Uh, in Michigan, we have a big establishment devoted to collecting a, a lot of money on license plate taxes, and that's something that could be abolished entirely and and converted into the the mileage-based user fee system. Uh, for truckers, it's it's especially interesting. Uh, most people don't know that trucks pay five separate taxes, and two of those are already mileage-based. Uh, both the fuel tax and the registration tax is collected per mile on trucks, and all of that could be rolled into a uh, into a single mileage-based system. The the big guys, the big firms, would probably have, you know, the overhead and and the investment in technology to to break those things down and the administrative wherewithal, but that's got to be tougher on on people that own their own rigs or smaller firms, right? Yeah, every truck operator has to uh, turn in two quarterly tax returns, one for the registration tax and one for the fuel fuel use for every individual truck recording every state that those trucks traveled in by mile. And plus they're paying a tire tax and a heavy vehicle use tax and the federal fuel tax. So if that could all be automated into a single system, the, the savings are really significant. Yeah, of course, at the same time, uh, there'll be concerns among those people about how much more they'd actually be paying to get the roads into the condition that we know they should be. Yeah. There may be something also to be said for separating the, the road user fee rate making case from fuel price, especially over the last few days we've uh, We've seen how the first reaction of the political system when fuel prices go up is to take money out of road funding to to try to manipulate the prices by just a little bit. So maybe it's time finally to break that connection. Yeah, that's that, that's well said. I mean, there's <laughs> right now what we're living through is there's no better case in point. And uh, those, yeah, those incremental fixes are not going to make a big difference, but it's going to put us backwards, um, you know, when we're already behind in terms of what we're doing with the roads. And so separating those things and separating the whole mindset of of fuel taxes from road funding and it being the the one thing that we buy that we are so cognizant of the price because we see it on every street corner and, you know, it's in our faces all the time. So, yeah, I think you you make a really good point there. So thanks, Arnie, as always. I appreciate you taking time to talk about this. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking more as the uh, study goes forward and we see what happens with the legislation. Yeah, many times, Jeff. So thank you again for tuning into this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I want to thank my guests again, Baruch Feigenbaum of the Reason Foundation and Arnie Frobum of the Michigan Department of Transportation. And I want to thank Randy Doubler for engineering this week's podcast. To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation.